busy was with his journey, sat down beside the well. It was about the sixth hour. There came a woman of Samaria to draw water. Jesus said to her, Give me a drink, for his disciples had gone away into the city to buy food. The Samaritan woman said to him, How is it that you and you ask a drink of me, a woman of Samaria? For Jews have no dealings with Samaritans. Jesus answered her, If you knew the gift of God, and who it is that is saying to you, Give me a drink, you would have asked him, and he would have given you living water. The woman said to him, Sir, you have nothing to draw with, and the well is deep. Where do you get that living water? Are you greater than our father Jacob, who gave us this well, and drank from it himself, and his sons and his cattle? Jesus said to her, Everyone who drinks of this water will thirst again, but whoever drinks of the water that I shall give him will never thirst. Water... The water that I shall give him will become in him a spring of water welling up to eternal life. The woman said to him, Sir, give me this water that I may not thirst nor come here to draw. Jesus said to her, Go call your husband and come here. The woman answered him, I have no husband. Jesus said to her, You are right in saying, I have no husband, for you have had five husbands, and he whom you now have is not your husband. This you said truly. The woman said to him, Sir, I perceive you are a prophet. Our fathers worshipped on this mountain, and you say that Jerusalem is the place where men ought to worship. Jesus said to her, Woman, believe me, the hour is coming when neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem will you worship the Father. You worship what you do not know. We worship what we know. For salvation is from the Jews. But the hour is coming and now is when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. For such the Father seeks to worship Him. God is spirit and those who worship Him must worship in spirit and truth. The woman said to Him, I know that the Messiah is coming. He who is called Christ, when He comes, He will show us all things. Jesus said to her, I who speak to you am He. Just then His disciples came. They marveled that He was talking with a woman, but none said, What do you wish, or why are you talking with her? So the woman left her water jar and went away into the city and said to the people, Come see a man who told me all that I ever did. Can this be the Christ? They went out to the city and were coming to Him. Meanwhile, the disciples besought him, saying, Rabbi, eat. But he said to them, I have food to eat of which you do not know. So the disciples said to one another, Has anyone brought him food? Jesus said to them, My food is to do the will of him who sent me and to accomplish his work. Do you not say there are yet four months? Then comes the harvest. I tell you, lift up your eyes and see how the fields are already white for harvest. He who reaps receives wages and gathers fruit for eternal life, so that sower and reaper may rejoice together. 
For here the saying holds true, one sows and another reaps. I sent you to reap that for which you did not labor, others have labored, and you have entered into their labor. Many Samaritans from that city believed in him because of the woman's testimony. He told me all that I ever did. So when the Samaritans came to him, they asked him to stay with them, and he stayed there two days. And many more believed because of his word. They said to the woman, It is no longer because of your words that we believe, for we have heard ourselves, and we know that this is indeed Christ the Savior. Savior of the Son of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Christ is risen. Truly How many of you have been in a leading conversation? You're talking with someone, you can tell that they're going somewhere with it, but oftentimes you're not exactly sure where they're trying to go with it. But everything is being led along to some particular outcome that the other person is seeking. We've all experienced this. In the Gospel today, we hear the longest conversation of the Gospels, and it's a leading conversation. The Lord starts with this simple question to a woman who happens to be at the well. Of course, our Lord knew exactly who this was, and why she was there, and when she was there. And so He said to her, Give me to drink. Let me have a drink. And He ends up speaking to her, He's saying seven different things, and with each thing that He says... He's revealing just a little bit more. At first she's in awe that this Jewish man is talking to a woman and a Samaritan. And he says, if you knew who was talking to you, you would ask me for living water. And her mind starts going, huh, what is this? And then the conversation continues and slowly he reveals himself. Till finally at the end, he makes this great statement that he doesn't say to anyone else. Look for it. He doesn't say it anywhere else. She talks about the Messiah and he says, I who speak to you am he. I am the Messiah. This is a stunning announcement in the course of the Gospels. And of course, in the middle of that conversation, she finds out, rather he reveals, that he knows everything about her. He knows all her sinfulness, he knows her thoughts, he knows everything. The simple question, come and bring your husband. Because he's leading her along. And so at that moment, when she realizes and she confesses, I have had five husbands and the one I'm with now is not my husband, there she stands naked before God. Everything is revealed. Because if he knows this, of course he knows everything about her. He knows all of her thoughts. And this is how we stand before God. And yet so often, we refuse to believe it. But we live as though that were not true. And yet this is how we stand, exactly the same as this Samaritan woman. St. John Chrysostom says, 
Let us also imitate the woman of Samaria in the face of our own sins, and in the face of our own sins, not be ashamed because of what men might think. Rather, it is proper to fear God, who sees now what we have done. God sees now what we have done. We all know this intellectually, but if we really realized how completely bare we were before God, how different would our lives be? How different would we be? You know, I mentioned this uh, image that St. Paisius has given us of the final judgment, where all of our sins are shown before everyone, before God, as like on a TV screen. That sounds terrifying to us, but that's right now. Right now this is true. Our Lord sees everything, all of our hidden sins, all of our thoughts. There's a little story from St. Yaakov Sadevia. He was preparing the gifts before communion on the little side table inside the altar. And he has a deacon with him who had been serving with him uh, many times. And this deacon, he actually had a previous job. He was working in construction and uh, had a rather successful career, but then left everything and became a deacon. And so the deacon is there helping him to prepare the gifts. And the deacon's mind is wandering. He's remembering this time where he was sitting in a cafe. He was going to have some business deal with some person. And St. Yaakovos is there commemorating the names of those departed. He leans over to the deacon and he says, Deacon, are you waiting for your coffee? Because he saw right into his mind what he was seeing, what he was thinking about. And how many of us right now are distracted with thoughts? Not even thinking about what's going on. I'm here speaking, so I can't exactly think other thoughts. But otherwise, I would be the same. I have a little uh, icon of St. Yaakovos in the altar. And sometimes when my mind is distracted, I think, ah, I'm thinking, waiting for my coffee. Waiting for my coffee instead of experiencing what is right before us. But imagine being that Samaritan woman and having everything suddenly shown before you. Everything. Again, we, ima- we know that to be true, but we don't live in that way. But there she is standing bare before Jesus with everything revealed. And this all happened so suddenly. She didn't have to respond the way that she did. She could have said, how dare you? And stormed off and walked away. Said, forget about this person. But she didn't. She repented. She repented from that and completely turned her life. And her life... Has been very di- was very different after that moment. Instead, when she stood there and she had all of her sins laid before her, she confessed them, but she knew that he knew through the, the, that conversation. And so standing there, she completely turns. Her name is Fotini, which means the illumined one. Because as the, the church teaches, she was later baptized by the apostles, and she became an apostle like the apostles, going out confessing our Lord, confessing the Word. And she went to North Africa, lived in Carthage with her children. She had five daughters and two sons. One of them became a Roman soldier, was serving in the army, and then Nero, we might remember Nero as the one who burned down Rome. Uh, He began a persecution against the Christians, and so her son was imprisoned because he confessed Christ. 
So her family all went to Rome, and she was able to have company in front of the emperor and to argue his case. Of course, the emperor was not turned. And so she and all her children all became martyrs for Christ. And as she stood there by the well with our Lord, she also ended this earthly life in a well. She was thrown down a well, and this was her martyrdom. It's a very amazing life that she has before us. But she didn't have to do that. She could have turned away and said, forget about it all. This is how we live our lives. We don't really see that God sees everything and turn and change and turn away from it. But Fotini worshipped in spirit and truth, as the Gospel says. And because of that, as the Gospel also says, as our Lord says in the Gospel, He says, a fountain wells up to eternal life. That living water will form a fountain inside, welling up to eternal life. And she she desired that water so greatly. But we're no different from Fotini, because we stand at that well, and we meet our Lord here in the church, and in each day of our life. And there's nothing that covers us except our own false belief that somehow we can hide away our sins. And just as Fotini, as he did with Fotini, our Lord is artfully having this leading conversation. But that leading conversation in the Gospels is the story of our entire lives. For our entire lives, our Lord is artfully trying to help us to see He knows everything. He sees everything. Everything will be revealed on the last day. What can we do now in the course of our life to turn from that? And so he's having that leading conversation with us through the course of our life, through the events in our lives, where we realize, oh my goodness, this was all known. There's another contemporary saint where it said that sometimes when people would go to confession to him, they would come in, and he would confess for them. Yes, you did this. And yes, you did that. And yes, you did this. Because everything was revealed to this saint. And so the saint, instead of the person coming and confessing to them, the saint confessed for them. And this is what our Lord is willing to do for us if we can stand and accept that we stand before him with nothing to cover us. So last week we heard that question from our Lord, Do you want to be healed? Do you want to be healed? And today the question is, do you want to drink that living water? Because in the gospel he said that he said that it will be a spring of water welling up to eternal life, a spring of water to eternal life. And in the communion hymn we say, taste of the fountain of immortality. And what is the fountain of immortality? the body and blood of Christ. This is what the communion hymn says. So we have the opportunity right here and now to receive that spring, to have that spring welling up into eternal life inside of us. But for many of us, that spring is like a trickle, just a slow drip. That question, do you want that living water? Yes, Lord, I do somewhat. That question, do you want to be healed? Yes, I do, as long as the treatment is not too painful or difficult. And so we don't see that change. And that gospel today, he asks us, do you want to receive the living water? 
And if you do, then seek the Lord. Seek Him in every way, in every moment of every day. Seek Him in prayers. Seek Him in the communion. Seek Him in the sacraments. Seek Him in, yes, fasting. Fasting is a way that we seek our Lord. In all of these ways, we can seek our Lord and be like Fotini, move from the darkness into the light to be the illumined one. May our Lord continue that ongoing conversation, that leading conversation with each and every one of us, where he leads us slowly to our own salvation. Amen.